Welcome to the Counter Culture Marriage Podcast, where husbands love and cherish their wives, wives respect and adore their husbands, and all seek to honor God. This is your comprehensive guide to 21st century rebellion. We are your hosts, Sheldon and Leah Robinson. Today on the podcast, we have Andy and Madison Powers. They've been married for eight years and have three busy boys, one four and two-year-old twins. They live in the east coast of Canada in the beautiful province of Nova Scotia. Andy works as an airline pilot and Madison is a former nurse turned homemaker. They have a passion for Jesus that has been reignited this past year as they've delved deeper into what it means to be followers of Christ. If they're not working on their long list of projects for their homestead, you'll most likely find them enjoying a friendly yet competitive board <laughs> game together or with friends. So thank you guys so much for being on our podcast today. We'd love to hear how did you guys meet and what is your love story? <laughs> yeah, we were... Uh... I'd say we were very lucky to meet at a relatively young age. We met in uh, at the church youth group. So, uh, classic. yeah, classic. <laughs> okay. yeah, we uh, decided that we liked each other and uh, mm -hmm. we're getting to know each other through that. And then um, Maddie's family moved to a different church for about three years. Uh, and during that time, we weren't really able to see each other. Um, luckily, I was able to sort of keep tabs on her through some of her <laughs> friends. Um, but both of us through that whole process uh sort of felt like we'd already met the one yeah. uh, in a lot of ways so uh Didn't once else. yeah not really Didn't so go to prom with anybody else <laughs> either of us either of us no. <laughs> and uh yeah so once we uh got in university we were able to uh start seeing each other again and uh yeah reconnected and it was funny because i remember the first night that we reconnected Mm -hmm. And we were chatting and we we're like, ah, like, you know, I really still have these feelings for you. And, and Andy very gracefully said to me, he said, well, we, we got to just take it really slow because, you know, <laughs> a lot could change. Like a lot could have changed. There might be different people, people. now. We should, we should take our time and get to know each other again. It's been three years. And the second date he goes, yeah, nothing's changed. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. I always have the theory of like, when you know... You really know. You really know. I don't think there's any yeah. like set rules like it should be so long of a courtship or that kind of a thing. So you just I, know. <laughs> you just know. You just know. So I I do have a question. Church youth group kind of thing. I totally understand. Totally get that. Was there any one of you like did Andy like you first, or is this kind of like we just kind of mutually kind of who was the who was the hunter and who was the hunted? <laughs> I actually have a funny story. So when I moved. Um, from city so we moved from Barrie to Whitby and we were going to uh, Calgary and Oshawa and we were actually at a youth retreat it was like kind of my first time seeing everybody and all the girls were in their bunks for the evening and they're all chatting and they're like oh Maddie you're new like did you see anybody here that might be of interest and I was like oh well there's this one guy and I didn't even know his name I was just like you know he's tall he's got dark hair blue eyes and they were like oh oh no you, you can't go after him everybody likes him right now just made 100 <laughs> I, enemies right there on the spot right and I was like being the new person I was like oh yeah no okay of course like <laughs> 
just back away slowly. <laughs> Andy, did you know that you were like the coveted one of like all the girls in the youth group? <laughs> now see, there's not really a good way to answer that question without something really stuck up. Um, he, yeah. he, he knew he was well liked. <laughs> I really liked going to church because at school I wasn't very well liked and uh, not yeah. very popular. <laughs> uh, so when I went to church, everyone seemed to like me and it was great. Not just the girls, of course, <laughs> right, right. but you know, it was a much better experience. So yeah. the girls might have been part of it, though. Just saying. <laughs> you know, my get some some guys are a bit more aware than others. I had a best one of my best friends from from college, six three, like super handsome dude, like women would literally like almost crash their cars like staring at this guy like bro they're looking at you and he'd just be like what are you talking about shut up he had no idea it's it just the funniest thing it's like all right bro yeah, whatever <laughs> it was the funniest thing so I'm just, you, know, you never know you, you gotta ask so <laughs> so fast forward a number of years you guys got married and you guys had some kids and you'd mentioned that you guys are homesteaders this now it's funny because the American dream used to be to have like a nice house with a white picket fence. And I feel like today <laughs> the American dream is to have your own homestead. So I'd love to hear how did you guys become homesteaders? Like what led you to do it? And like, how did you get started? Well, we're, we're fledgling homesteaders. Yeah, I, I feel very hesitant to call ourselves homesteaders with our own home, homestead. It's very much a work in progress. We're learning. Um, yeah, we, uh, we always wanted to have a little more land, a little more property, um, some space for our own and, uh, and to get into this sort of thing. But um, before we moved out here, we lived in Ontario and mm -hmm. it just wasn't feasible, um, yeah, too expensive. especially for, you know, a pilot and a nurse starting out. It's just mm -hmm. not doable, not to, basically. No. Um, so during, I guess it was during COVID. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> over COVID, we decided that, you know, living in Ontario just wasn't working for us anymore. And uh, so we made the, in some ways, painful decision because we had a lot of very close family back there. Mm -hmm. um, but the difficult decision to move out here and, uh, and start over, we were able to find a, a nice little place. And uh, we're just starting, our, we're, we've realized that we're able to, um, to realize some of those homesteading dreams that we had. So uh, yeah, we've got ourselves a whole bunch of chickens. <laughs> a lot of chickens a, a, a lot of chickens that's yeah. my fault um a lot of chickens and uh yeah so to say that we're homesteaders we're putting in our first gardens this spring yeah well soon okay. um as soon as I get the beds together uh so uh we're very much in the learning process at this mm -hmm. point but we're uh we're loving every bit of it and it's uh it's been great yeah it's and we've well. been learning lots it's like Mm -hmm. the idea of homesteading too and that you don't necessarily have to be on acres and acres of land to do it right that you can mm -hmm. you can do you can go back to some of those old-fashioned processes with what you have available to you so like I've been learning how to can and just you know process my food differently and mm -hmm. it, there's a lot that you can do with a very small amount of space yeah it's very much one of those things where we've you know the further we've gotten into it the more we're like wow why weren't we doing this from the start like <laughs> yeah. you know it's like like cleaner right you start we started making our own our own cleaner for uh I'm saying cleaning it's okay. uh, for cleaning up <laughs> uh and uh it's so easy and it works so well we're like 
why haven't we been doing this? Yeah. You know, it's just little things. It doesn't have mm-hmm. to be, you know, growing chickens or whatever. There's many ways yeah. in which you can be self-sustainable and, mm-hmm. you know, you get can... back to basics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we've learned a lot too. We have a, we have a very sweet neighbor who has sheep and he's <laughs> been teaching Andy a bit of the ropes about um, mm-hmm. farm animal care and mm-hmm. just what it's like to manage um, like larger scale things because their property mm-hmm. is quite quite large compared to ours and it's been really cool we got to take the boys over um a little while ago to see the sheep being shorn which is mm-hmm. you know something we wouldn't have had the opportunity to do in Ontario so mm-hmm. it's right. different lifestyle that was another big thing a different lifestyle for our boys we mm-hmm. wanted them to be boys boys yeah yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> so I, I'd actually love to hear a little bit more about like the whole different lifestyle concept because homesteading and like this getting back to the basics I'm sure is a lot different than what you guys were doing before you moved out to the country area how would you describe like the different lifestyle from where you were before to where you are now and like how that's impacted your marriage yeah so we when we were living in Ontario we were renting in um, a small town home and it had no backyard (laughs) Mm -hmm. so we were stuck inside um, and if we wanted to go outside, we had to go to a public park. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it was very a very stark contrast to where we are now, um, where we have now about an acre and a half of land, and we can start doing. So actually, there's been a lot of changes. If I can mm-hmm. rewind, um, when we were living in Ontario, um, I found we were eating a lot more unhealthy as mm-hmm. well. Because there's, you know, Uber and DoorDash and right. lots of good restaurants in the lots area that good, we were in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> we ate out or ordered in quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't as careful on like what cleaning products I was using. I was starting to delve a bit more into that with the twins when I was pregnant with them. I was, mm-hmm. you know, given some more information where I was like, oh, I really shouldn't be using that or I really shouldn't be touching that. I didn't realize that was bad. Mm-hmm. So that kind of started that that journey before we moved. And now that you mentioned that, that's actually a good point. Like, I feel like when we started having kids, it was all about, you know, what's clean, you know, minimize right, the chemicals, yeah. you know, get the, you know, if you get wipes, get the wipes that are just water in them and, and all this right. stuff. And then we om- it's almost as if we started thinking, it's like, why aren't we doing this for us too? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like if it's healthy for them, we, right. should be, we should probably be looking at this as well. Yeah. And uh, I guess it. So we had some small changes at the apartment, like mm-hmm. those things. And then um, when I went off on mat leave with the twins and we were kind of teetering about deciding whether or not we were going to jump provinces, that's when I really started looking into other things. And that was also something that informed our decision to move where we were like, wow, we could do X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. even if we had a bigger backyard, like let alone acreage, but if we just had an outside right. space. Um, it would allow us to do some some different things, hanging our laundry to dry, right? Yeah. Outside would be one of them. And yeah, what else? I kind of got lost. So it was a question. <laughs> yeah, um, we just kind of wanted to know, like, how did this change of lifestyle impact your marriage? Oh, yeah. I think it slowed down a lot of things for us. I think we were really busy before. Um, yeah. And I feel like the lifestyle you know, that we did before was very, um, like order food, sit down, watch, watch a movie, um, go out and see friends, go out and see friends. Mm -hmm. But 
when we've switched things and we've pulled back, like we don't have any streaming services anymore. And we, we, um, there's, there is nowhere to eat out here. <laughs> Not very easily. You have to go drive mm-hmm. to it and pick it up and bring it back. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, some of those places are 30 minutes away. I feel like it's caused us to slow down and be a lot more intentional with how we spend our time and our money and how we spend that together as well. Um, I think our marriage has, has definitely um, benefited from mm-hmm. a slower pace, less go, 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 and right. more focus on each other and our kids. It's been, mm-hmm. it's been very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Cause like, there's something to be said for that, right? Because I think a lot of, especially younger people, we don't realize that there are options to lifestyle. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we're kind of, especially here in the States, I don't know, you know, I grew up just outside of Windsor, Ontario, in Detroit, mm-hmm. Michigan, and so, and yeah. so, and so, so in the states, it's like go to college, you know, you're gonna end up in, you know, move to the city or whatever. You're gonna work your nine to five, and, and it's like they they drive that into you so hard. Mm-hmm. And I don't think a lot of younger, especially like millennials and younger, so Gen Z, like God bless them, I don't think they realize that there are options, yeah. you know. And it's like there's nothing wrong necessarily, right, with living in this. Like we need people <laughs> to kind of. <laughs> to do certain things that are like, you know, big city related, thank God for them. But it's like for people to realize, okay, that doesn't necessarily have to be right. And you should go out and maybe figure out, try something else. You know what I mean? Kind of like you guys did like, Hey, let's move, let's switch provinces up. Let's do this, you know, kind of a thing. And it is tough, right. You're moving away from family yeah. friends and everything. But like, I think that's, I like that because it's like, try it at the very least you move back. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you give it the old college try, you know, kind of deal. <laughs> so that's cool. Like I love that. Yeah, and I do think that a lot of people, especially when you get to like our age, right? Like we're in our, thir- we're in our 30s, yeah. you almost get ingrained into the trench that you've made for yourself, mm-hmm. that you feel like if you're going to jump out and do something new, it's too late to do it because right. you've already dug this path for yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's that is not the case. You can yeah. totally start fresh and do something new and different and yeah, it's never too late. And you hear that all the time. It's never too late to try something <laughs> new. And yeah. but I do honestly think that we forget about that. That mm-hmm. it is okay, and it's and it's okay if you fail at it. Right. It's okay if you try mm-hmm. something new and you're like, yeah, that wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to where I was before, or let's pivot and try something you know different. Yep. You're not stuck with what you decided you wanted to do in high school. Yeah. I think it's a good way to. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And that's like, isn't that like the worst time to ask somebody like, "What are you going to do with the rest of your life?" And right. Like, a bag of hormones, just like peer <laughs> pressure everywhere, and just like, I don't know, yeah. pick one, you know. So that's hilarious. So, like, speaking of changing things up, um, you mentioned you are now a stay-at-home mom, and I believe you were a nurse before. So, kind of talk awesome. about the decision. Right. Because especially modern culture nowadays, yeah. it's like they look down, you're a stead. Oh, go back to the 1950s and blah, blah, blah. blah. And it's like they had some things right in the 1950s. You know what I mean? We can't just throw, you know, a shoe, everything that's old. You know what I mean? So yeah. kind of walk us through that kind of decision process and like how you ended up like making it final. Yeah. I think that the process started when we actually had our eldest. So mm-hmm. we knew we wanted more kids. Um, and we knew that daycare was expensive because mm-hmm. we had put our eldest into daycare um, when I went back to work. So he was a year old when I returned to nursing and I was like, Ooh, that, that's expensive for, for one, for one child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, um, we were talking about that and, you know, the cost of it. And we were kind of like, well, if we have another like two kids, 
like that's going to be more than half of my paycheck. And we also didn't like the way that um, the public school system is going and has continued to go. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things that we, we don't agree with. Um, Some things that are, uh, you know, there's (laughs) things that they're teaching our children that they shouldn't Mm -hmm. be teaching our children. Right. And so we had talked about homeschooling and how I would be comfortable doing that and, Mm -hmm. you know, learning the ropes to that. And then I got pregnant um, like just before we started, <laughs> just before we sent Lyndon to daycare mm-hmm. and then COVID hit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was newly pregnant with twins. I didn't end up working very long because you know, the virus was new and they right. weren't sure what the effects of it would right. be being pregnant and being in the healthcare system, mm-hmm. um, being with, you know, people who were positive with it. Right. Um, so I was actually off work. I didn't work for too long before I was back home. Mm-hmm. And then we had the boys. And um, in order for me to return to work as a nurse, I had to have the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't something that I, I was comfortable doing. It wasn't something Andy was yeah. comfortable with me having. It, we didn't know enough about it. And yeah. it, that was a hard line drawn in the sand. And I was like, hey, this is it. This is God just telling us mm-hmm. that you know, this is where you need to be. I've clearly closed the door and that was it. So I put in my resignation letter and I knew it wasn't coming at a good time because I mean, I'm sure you're aware the healthcare system right now is just in a state of crisis, right? (laughs) So every resignation letter they got was, you know, not a good thing for them, but it was the best possible thing we could have done for our family. It took me a long time though like a couple months to let go of the well I went to school for four years and I got right. a degree and now now I'm wasting all my education and mm-hmm. oh well my parents helped pay for my education and what a waste mm-hmm. of their money and I called my mom and I was talking to her about that and she said Maddie like you staying at home with my grandkids is never a waste of money Mm. never a waste and and that was it like that whole weight was just removed <laughs> yeah. yeah and what better skill set for a mom to have right than being yeah first, right yeah <laughs> especially for three boys <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. let me tell you it's come in handy already <laughs> boys can be a little yeah. reckless <laughs> yeah if I, could, if I could back up a bit i would say that we we did always like we'd always talked about you becoming a stay-at-home mom. It was always something that we thought like, oh, down the road, we'd really like to do that. That would be so great. Yeah. Yeah. And I just feel like we started with the sentiment that we we eventually wanted to get there. Mm-hmm. Right. But it just seems like the way life has gone, it just moved up the timetable so much quicker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's been so good. It's you know, it's so um, it's definitely been a blessing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just, I love it. And this is why I like the podcast. We got a lot in common. That's what I'm finding out here. So I love it. I love it. So um, I guess next we'll talk to you, Andy, a little bit. You are a pilot. Mm -hmm. So how'd you get into that? Well, going back to the conversation earlier about Mm -hmm. people uh, getting to the end of high school and and being (laughs) asked, okay, what are you doing for the rest of your life? And uh, like most kids at that age and I think especially boys mm-hmm. I had no idea <laughs> and uh, so it was around the time in high school where you had to sort of you couldn't just take general everything anymore you had to start refining right. your courses and I was like well what do I refine to I have no idea 
I literally sat down one day and was just like, okay, what is something that I've been interested in my entire life? You know, if, if I've been interested in, in it my whole life so far, maybe right. there's a good chance that I will continue to be interested. In it. <laughs> right. Uh, so I was like, you know what? I think airplanes are really cool. Like I've, I've always been yeah, interested cool. in that. And of course, you know, at that time I was thinking about, you know, World War II fighter planes and dogfighting right. right. heroics and all that stuff. <laughs> um, but I, uh, I, and I've said before that I feel like I'm one of the lucky few that the further I got along that path, the more and more I realized, yeah, this is definitely what I want to do. And I'm, I'm not, mm -hmm. I'm not sure what else I would do. So, uh, it's been very good. Yeah. I went to, uh, I went to college for that, got a degree through that. And, um, I started uh, working on the ramp, fueling planes, uh, washing them, just managing a hangar. And then, uh, I moved from there to being an instructor and teaching for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. And, uh, after two years of instructing, I, I uh, got a job at the airline. So yeah, it's been good. Nice. <laughs> obviously being a pilot is like really really cool really unique too um but do you have to be away from home very often to do that like what are kind of what are some challenges as a father and husband that come along with being a pilot and like how do you kind of overcome them yeah absolutely so our uh I'm lucky in that my or my uh the airline I work for they have a limit on um we have what are called pairings. It's basically a co-pilot and a, and a captain are paired up for okay. a series of flights. It can be a number of days. Our, our longest pairings are four days. Okay. So I do tend to, to uh, lean towards the four day pairings just because it means you work less overall, basically, because right. everything's more condensed. Um, <laughs> so I tend to go towards those four day pairings. Um, and what I've found, we, we did talk about this a lot when we were having kids earlier and, um, and what I've found, and I think what we've found for the most part, obviously it's difficult being away, you know, all day and, right. you know, at, at times, multiple days at a time, but at the, on the, uh, on the same token, when I am home, I'm home for whole days, yeah. you know? So, whereas a lot of, you know, dads are, you know, they go to work in the morning, maybe they drop their kids off to school and then they come back in time for dinner time, nine to five or whatever. Mm -hmm. When I'm away, I'm away. And, you know, it's, it's not fun, yeah. uh, you know, in that respect. But um, when I'm home, I'm here all day. I'm with the boys from the moment they wake up until the moment they go to bed. And I think that's a blessing in of itself as well. Absolutely. So it's it's a trade-off, I would say. Mm -hmm. yeah. And there's, and you know, there's like the trade-off too for us because when we come home and we're trying to combat, like compact as much time as we can together mm -hmm. in those short days. Right. Uh, home or mm -hmm. and get projects done so it's, it's a bit of a balancing act yeah. mm -hmm. definitely yeah. <laughs> what do you guys do to stay connected when you are away from home yes we we video call each other yeah yeah we yeah we're you know with the modern technology it's great we can, <laughs> we can spark up a video call just like this anytime and, and catch mm -hmm. up just keeping each other aware of where, where we are at all time. I'm, yeah. you know, constantly messaging her. Hey, I just landed in Goose Bay. You know, I'll be, uh, <laughs> I'll be heading back to, you know, St. John's later. Yeah. Um, and the boys, I think, really like keeping track of where Daddy's going yeah. as well. Yeah. 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 No, it's it definitely can be hard. It can it can definitely be tricky, especially like on those days on, when the kids aren't being so, yeah. so helpful. Yeah. 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 When the kids aren't being helpful or you know, you're 
you kind of wish for that. Oh, I wish, I wish he was nine to five. So he was coming home in the evening at dinner time. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's not, it's often those days where, you know, you're praying through them being like, you know, this is, you know, God's giving you this gift and mm-hmm. of this job. And, you know, before you know it, you're through the week, but it's, mm-hmm. it can be tricky. It can be yeah. tough. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, it's hard being away from each other. We get that. Um, Sheldon used to be a truck driver, and so he was gone for long periods of time. Mm-hmm. So we definitely understand <laughs> we that. Understand. <laughs> but, you know, like, instead of being angry with the situation, like what you guys have done, you've found a way to be thankful for it and to make it work and not only make it work, but to thrive and find the blessings in it because mm-hmm. that is really cool being able to be home with your kids for multiple days mm-hmm. at a time yeah. yeah like people would kill for that you know what i mean yeah. so that's so important to to really recognize and understand there's no real perfect situation <laughs> but you know <laughs> and your vacation's good as well like he gets multiple like weeks off, like was it four weeks off or something yeah. so we scatter those during the year and so yeah. you know every couple of months we're like oh yeah he's got he's got a week <laughs> off now and yeah. yeah, another part of us moving out to uh, moving out to Halifax is that the airline that I work for does a lot of work out here. Mm-hmm. So just because of that, where normally you know I would have a I would have a layover uh, in Halifax or whatever, I can instead of spending that time in a hotel, I can drive right. home. Right. Yeah, so that's awesome. Um, because we do so much work out here, it's made it a lot easier as well. Yeah. So even though I'm doing these four day pairings, it really ends up being more like two single day pairings yeah. or an overnighter or whatever. So it's been very good. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. So you mentioned in your bio that over the last year, you guys have really kind of grown deeper in your relationship with God. Um, Can you guys maybe explain a little bit more, go go a little deeper into that, like what things were like before, what they're like now, and what kind of got you to reignite this passion for Jesus in your lives? I would, we were, I almost want to use words, stagnant Christians for a very long time. I feel like in a way, um, before we were just sort of going along with the, going with the process, right? Going to church on Sundays, coming home and and uh just sort of living our lives in our own way we were safe but we were we weren't bearing fruit in the way that we're called called Mm -hmm. to do right Mm -hmm. i i think we we had gotten kind of stuck in a rut of um you know we 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 were both you know born and raised raised in christian households and we both Mm -hmm. came to know christ at a young age and we had not necessarily gone through the motions because you know we had a path, like I found when I was younger, we had a really strong passion for Jesus. And then mm-hmm. as we got older, it became more of a routine mm-hmm. and kids happened. And yeah, yeah we, we became very stagnant in our faith. Um, we didn't really get plugged in at our church either, which was, I think, part of the issue. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. Um, had a really hard time connecting with people our age um, mm-hmm. and just like didn't feel like we, we fit in in a, in a way. Um, so we got almost a second chance when we moved mm-hmm. out here, right? Yeah. We, yeah. we just got a fresh slate basically to start with. We found a wonderful, um, new church and they've been so incredibly welcoming, an amazing church family. And we've connected with lots of people there. Um, but also kind of like weaving into that, um, when I was staying home with the boys, I really got into Bible prophecy, mm-hmm. um, we got 
hooked on a podcast. I'm not sure if you guys know it, uh, the Prophecy Pros. Shout out to those guys. You should, you should pick them up. It's very, very interesting. And they go okay. through Revelation and they, mm-hmm. they talk about it in a way that's really like tangible and makes things, you know, relatable to what's going on now. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, you know, this is really interesting. And then, you know, I was telling Andy about it and then Andy got connected into it. And yeah. then we, we kind of found a few other podcasts that, that we thought were very good. Um, Bright Hearth. I don't know if you heard of Bright Hearth is another podcast and they're, um, they're a Christian couple and they talk about a lot of hard conversations in yeah. regards to like just Christian marriages and yeah. what is it like for um, a husband to leave and a wife to lead and a wife to submit and yeah. you know what is it like to to be in those roles and yeah. we just kind of got a fresh look at our marriage in yeah. a way where we're like you know maybe these are some things that we should start and like you know putting yeah. in our lives in a different fresh way right yeah I don't know if I could pin it on a single thing mm-hmm. obviously um the time frame was around when we moved out here um, and it could be, you know, a series of, uh, of things that helped really stir us back to, uh, yeah. to where we feel like we're, we're more at where we should have been the yeah. whole time. And, yeah. you know, I don't know if it's the fact that, you know, we're in a new place, uh, or we're plugged into a new church that's, that we're able to fit in the way we wanted to. And, uh, or if it's, you know, we're away from our family, right. We've, we've mm-hmm. sort of been uprooted from that support network. And so we, yeah. we can't rely on others for, right or um, that spiritual influence, we need to be that ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't know if it's any one of those things in particular, but, or maybe just all of them combined, (laughs) Um, but it's, uh, it's, it's been good. It's been really good. And, and because of that, we've been pouring into our children differently Mm -hmm. as well, right? Like we've changed a lot about our, our life and our lifestyle and we're now looking at everything through a lens of, you know, is this, is this gospel centered? Is this what God wants in our lives? Yeah. Um, for me, like a lot of heart changes, like, you know, really fighting against those things of like, you know, I'm, I'm not the leader of this household. My husband is and yeah. learning that process and in a good way. Right. And those are things because right. you're battling against your flesh. You're battling mm-hmm. against those desires and mm-hmm. it takes practice and mm-hmm. leaning on God. Mm-hmm. And daily coming into the word, which was something that I wasn't doing a year mm-hmm. ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been, it's been really good. It's been really, it's been really good. Yeah. And I'll say yeah. that that sort of led into the the cultivated homemaker, right? This, these yeah. are lessons that we are, um, we're drawing from our experience and, and from those, those strong marriages that we grew up around, but we also are adding in the lessons that we are learning as we're just going through our life here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So That's to our so listeners who don't know, Maddie has a Instagram channel called the cultivated homemaker. Um, can you talk a little bit more about what you do on your IG channel um, and kind of what led you to want to start? I mean, I think you kind of touched on it, but <laughs> um, I started it um, probably about a year ago, um, but I revamped it two months ago. Um, so we decided, well, I, I, I really wanted to do something that was a bit of a creative outlet um, and just sharing my heart for what I've been learning and, yeah. and not being shy about it, not being, you know, shying away from some of those subjects where people are like, yeah, I don't right. want to touch it. Like, no, this, this is what we need to touch on because it's so, Absolutely. so important. 
Mm-hmm. And we yeah, often... she she always lets me know when she's working on a spicy one today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I did one when we were talking about building up the patriarchy, right? Because yeah, mm-hmm. so often right now society just wants to tear men down yeah patriarchy is almost a bad word now. it is mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i told him i was like i'm building up the patriarchy i'm putting the post up like, <laughs> <laughs> it was one of my it was one of my best posts which you know yeah. doesn't surprise me because of the subject right it's one of those right. things people might not necessarily say mm-hmm. but it's something that needs to be discussed mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I try to hit on those things that, you know, as a homemaker, as a mom, uh, as a Christian, um, and as a wife, those things that are important, those lessons that we've learned, and I hope that they help other people, right, and yeah. get a little bit of of Jesus light and mm-hmm. hope into those, and yeah. And, yeah. and that's so good, because I feel like whether they're ready to admit to it or not, mm-hmm. the culture at large, they are like wasting away hungry to hear some truth some semblance of like a solid foundation that's actually going to make sense yeah and bring them some kind of peace bring them some kind of wholeness mm-hmm. and 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 part of kind of our mission and why we're like we're not here to talk about us but like why we kind of went to this you know our marriage business and kind of helping other couples is like when i hear people like men say oh don't get married it's not worth it type thing and i hear like you know, women on social media, like, oh, just leave him. You know, he, he doesn't do enough chores around the house. Just leave him kind of thing. And I'm like, and people actually arguing on those from those two points that are both mm-hmm. so broken and so lost. It's like somebody like you to put up good content, right? Good messages. Mm-hmm. You never know, right? The impact that that could have, because there's probably some young lady kind of scrolling through, like, I don't really know where to go, but like, they're hungry for that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I think that society is really looking for leaders um, mm-hmm. because like what you're saying, a lot of people, they feel it inside, but they're not necessarily going to say it. And I think a good example of this was during the pandemic. Like if you would go to the store and everyone was like wearing the masks <laughs> and stuff. And it was, I remember being at Target and it was kind of like nearing the time where everyone's like, is this like, should we keep doing this? Like, this is getting annoying. Yeah. And so everyone was wearing their masks. And then this one lady, she took hers off. And then a store associate came up to her. She's like, you need to put your mask on. She's like, no. And a lot of the other people around her, I started them like, yeah, we're like, they took their mask off too. And like, everyone was feeling it, but they're waiting for some kind of leader to lead the way and to speak out on the truth. Like, I don't need to be wearing this. This is ridiculous. And it's I think yeah, we're looking for, for people like that. Yeah, same thing for, for marriage and culture, like somebody who's doing it the right way. Right. And it's kind of like you said, you know, we kind of did our pre sort of talk and it's like, it's not perfect. Right. Marriage is a perfect institution that unfortunately we're not perfect. So it kind of messes things up right along the way. Yeah. kind of thing. So, but it's like, it can be good. It can be fruitful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thing is you have to follow the designer's blueprints, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're an airline pilot. Like you don't get to go on that machine and just do whatever you want. Like yeah. you better know about the guys that actually designed the darn thing and put it together yeah. gave you this checklist on how all these parts work, right? Kind of makes sense to do it that way. It's like the same thing with marriage. Like you got a whole Bible, you know, a whole checklist of things that you need to do and implement and put together and like God's design for leadership and what that actually looks like, right? And how feminist being a woman, being feminine isn't a weakness, right? right? Isn't doesn't make you a second class citizen, but yeah, 
your husband is supposed to lead. So all that's that, that's all good stuff. And like, so I just want to encourage you guys, like, just keep doing what you're doing, <laughs> right? Like, um, <laughs> keep making the posts and stuff. Like, you got friends and us, <laughs> we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll be behind you, like 110. percent And like, yeah, because people need this. Yeah. People need this. So that's so good. Yeah, I think just looking, you know, looking at the culture at large and at the at the news that's going on and stuff, I think you can plainly see that people know that something's missing or something's not right. Mm -hmm. But I find the left and, and sort of the people with the opposite view of what we have are just so loud. It's hard right. to hear through the noise and try to find, you know, some truth, right? And I think right. a lot of people are looking for that. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, 100%. Yeah. Well, I feel like we could talk forever about this <laughs> especially, subject. Yeah, especially if on like, we'll be here all night. We don't want to keep yeah. talking. So. <laughs> it's a good subject. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we probably should wrap up um, just because we don't want to take more of your time. So I would like to wrap up um, asking you guys, what's your biggest marriage tip that you would pass along to a couple just getting started that wants to create a healthy, thriving, Christ-centered marriage? Such a good question. And there's so many, mm -hmm. so many good ones. I I think one of the wisest pieces of marital advice I received was actually from my mother-in-law, Andy Slim. And uh, she pulled me aside and we were just chatting and Andy and I hadn't got married yet. And she was talking about um, the tone of your household and mm -hmm. how your tone as a wife um, sets a lot of precedences in your house. Mm -hmm. How you respond to your husband. Mm -hmm. Is it respectful? Is it loving? Is it kind? Is it gentle? Um, you know, how you speak to one another as well, right? Mm -hmm. Same thing. Because if you put that tone and you're always conscious of how you're responding to one another, mm -hmm. it makes it very difficult for um, arguments. Yeah. to come in a way that become you know nasty right mm -hmm. if, mm -hmm. and obviously every every relationship it's not perfect and you're going to have right. arguments that's part of being married and mm -hmm. and coming together as you know two new people with mm -hmm. different ideas and and right. stuff but if you have that you know in the back of your mind to always be respectful and mm -hmm. to always be loving with what you're saying to your to your husband or your wife it it definitely sets the tone mm -hmm. of your household because you don't want your household to be unkind and unwarm mm -hmm. or for your, you know, for your husband to feel nervous coming home because he's not sure about mm -hmm. who, what he's going to get basically. Mm -hmm. right. Yeah. I think sort of to, just to riff on that, I guess the idea a little bit, um, you know, we've all heard the saying happy wife, happy life. Right. Mm -hmm. And often that's used as a, as almost like a threatening piece of advice to, <laughs> right. to young men in particular, you know, happy mm -hmm. wife, happy wife, you're mm -hmm. happy or you won't be. Right. Um, but I think a truth from that, that that we can actually grasp onto is that uh, in a lot of ways, the wife is sort of the heart of a household, mm -hmm. you know, and her influence in that household is, is so um, profound in that way where, you know, her, even just her mood can, can set the tone for how the mm -hmm. whole house um, is feeling yeah. but yeah, I think I think sort of a flip side to that comment that gets made so often is yeah. you know uh as the heart of your home you you have that that influence which mm -hmm. is great yeah. yeah yeah and if I wanted to add like one other like little thing because I could talk about this forever too there's so <laughs> many good things um learning marriage rules the way that God designed them early 
is so so important yeah I, I feel like um like we we understood the biblical roles of, of marriage when we got married and and stuff but did we actually institute and practice them probably not until like later on into our marriage so learning um to be more submissive to my husband was a struggle right learning that no these are his decisions to make and um so it's just you know it's it's fighting against those things that you're not used to that are countercultural, right? Right, right you know you're told you know that you could do what you want. You're you're equal partners in in this relationship, and you are. But the roles are very different as God mm -hmm. has designed them, yeah. and that takes, you know, an understanding and a patience, mm -hmm. and digging into God's word to really understand how those work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so good. That's so, good. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's so important too, right? Because like, what did Jesus say? Like, my burden is easy. My, my yoke is light, right? Yeah. And so much mm -hmm. friction arises in marriage. Like as marriage coaches, what we witness, right? Uh, so much friction comes up when people try to, like, you're taking on too much. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, okay, you're the wife, be the wife. Like if you fully embrace being the wife, you'll add years to your life because so many, mm -hmm. so many ladies, just like what you're saying, like, you know, maybe they've seen like their parents, their mom was a bit more strong. My mom is out front, like bold. Like she's laughing because she knows like my mom is like, she ran the house basically. Right. Yeah. And like, and you, and you take all that in when you witness that growing up or whatever, and you got to figure out, you know, what to do with that, that information. Right. But it's like, you like take your hands off of so many, like you'll do so much better at the things you're supposed to handle yeah. when you take your hands off of the things that you're not yeah. supposed to be doing in, mm -hmm. a, in as far as roles and like marriage is concerned and stuff. So it's like, that's it. Like God's way is so much simpler, like, and, and, it, and it's not easy, but it's so much easier. <laughs> right. Like yeah. the, 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 those levels of stress and all that just, ugh, right. That you're just not designed to take on. Right. And it's like, and, and I always try to influence, uh, uh, emphasize that too. Like, like that feminine influence and things like it's so true like women absolutely can revolutionize their marriages if they understand the power that they have right that ability to influence the entire because you're absolutely right about that spot on so but yeah like but just scale back right like be the wife <laughs> and like it's yeah. It's almost like magic, so. <laughs> and let and let the men lead. Let them be let masculine. Them yeah, yeah. Let them be. Yeah. yeah, I hate I hate the phrase toxic masculinity. I'm 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 like a, a Jordan Peterson uh, listener, but yeah, like, but he talks about that, like how how needed men are, and like, yes, to say that men are needed for that to be a revolutionary term is mm. like that's mind blowing. Like, yeah. have we gotten to that point <laughs> where it's like? Well, yeah, it just shows in in like the way that you said, you know, I I listen to Jordan Peterson a little bit. You're almost afraid you know, to, to say, you know, you know, this is, you know, these are, these are my views, right? Yeah. Especially right. on the side of the fence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's a war zone for sure. It yeah. It's yeah. a war zone, but the war uh, zone. if God be for us, you know, exactly. <laughs> we can hold our ground. That's exactly right. Yeah. All right. I'll let you, I'll let you go. I'm done rambling. Sorry. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for being on the show with us today. It was an absolute pleasure to hear your story and like your, the transformation that you guys have been on, um, to hear about your family and what you guys do just to make your marriage so, so strong and how you just have completely formed it around Christ and are embracing 
the Bible in your everyday lives. Like this, it's just beautiful. We, your marriage is truly an example. Um, so we, we really appreciate you guys sharing. Yeah. And it does my heart good to see like other young people, you know what I mean? It's easy to feel like Elijah, like I'm the last guy that hasn't bowed to Baal. And it's like, God's like, Hey man, I got 7,000 more, bro. Chill out. You know what I mean? It's like, it's so easy to get that way, but it's like, there's more of us than there are of them. And so it's really good. And we can connect and, <laughs> and figure out, you know, so. So I've got nothing else, but mm-hmm. it is so nice to connect. It's yeah. nice to connect with other people that hold the same marital values, especially in a world that seems so willing to toss it out the window. So yeah. it's it was yeah. so nice connecting. Yeah. It was so nice connecting. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. So Madison, if people want to get in touch with you or to follow you, what would be the best way to get in contact with you guys? Yeah, um, best way to get in contact with me would be through my Instagram at the Cultivating Homemaker. Um, you can message me there. I'd be happy to chat. Um, if you have any questions or anything like that, I love connecting with people and chatting. So definitely reach out to me there. <laughs> perfect. 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 <laughs> All right. Well, that about wraps it up for our show today. Thank you guys for listening and we will see you on the next episode.